Welcome to the Scrap Happier Podcast, where we share quick tips, tricks, and techniques to help you create scrapbooks you love and be happier while doing it. I'm your host, Alice Bull. I am so glad to be here with you for the Scrap Happier Podcast today, and I have a special guest. Um, Her name is Cher Kretz, and she is from thefocusedmindset.com. And Cher is going to talk to us a little bit about journaling. Now, journaling looks a little bit different when we're talking about journaling as scrapbookers. And I thought that maybe that would be a really great way to kind of introduce this and kick this off. And then you can tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got into it. But when I think about journaling, Cher, I think about storytelling because when I'm making scrapbook pages, I have to write the journaling on the page. And it's actually something that a lot of scrapbookers get really anxious and flustered over. Like, what do I write on my page? Like, how do I tell a good story? So we spend a lot of time focused on that. Um, And you actually are going to talk to us about another kind of journaling that will help us in a different way. So welcome to the podcast and tell us about the kind of journaling that you're going to introduce us to and then tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am very happy to be here. Journaling in any way, when you're choosing to write things down and and take the time to take it from your thoughts and put it out into a form that can be shared. Any type of journaling is so healthy for our brain, so good for our mind. Um, I think that's amazing. I have never heard of that type of journaling. So now I'm going to learn a whole new way of journaling. So this is amazing. I think that journaling is more like a diary is the way that I'm talking about it. Is it sometimes we need a, a way to be able to sort out our own thoughts and be able to uh, help us to have some self-healing, self-care, and also some motivation, if you will, to take steps forward through journaling. Now, sometimes when people think of diaries, they just think of writing out what they did in that day. And what I noticed is that focused journaling that you do a lot of in school uh, is kind of the way that I, I combined my journaling because a lot of kids in school, the, the teachers have adopted journaling in the beginning of the day, just as an opening writing thing. And they'll give them a little prompt and then they'll write about it. And it's sort of slash practicing, practicing your writing skills. Well, what I noticed through my coaching, because I, I do a solution focused coaching, is that there's no real, there's not a lot of people talking about journaling for a focused purpose. There's not a lot of people, except kind of scrapbooking is sort of like that, that you're, you have an actual goal and a reason why you're writing that down. And I think that it's a really powerful thing for our brain to be able to say, what exactly am I going to be focusing on as I journal? So I'm guiding my mind towards my best self, towards where I want to be. Um, I think the main difference in what you're doing and what I might be talking about is I'm kind of introducing a little bit of you making yourself a better person as well, not just creating an end product, which would be the, the um, when you're scrapbooking. Well, and I really like that. And I think that because journaling has so many facets, as we explore the different kinds of journaling we can do, 
it helps us draw on all of the other kinds. So the more that I've actually explored with writing the kind of journaling that you're introducing us to today, the better my journaling becomes on my pages. You have a little key to unlock this lock and suddenly you've tapped into your feelings and emotions and sharing that importance on your scrapbook pages becomes so much more significant. The pages become more significant when you're able to tell better stories. And so I really think that these two, while they feel like they have really different purposes, are really they're very complementary to each other. So I'm really excited to dive into this. Now you have a bit of expertise in the area of leading people to a focused, uh, solution-focused mindset. So can you tell us a little bit about your background with this and what has led you to where you are right now? Absolutely. I'm a solution-focused specialist, and I'm also a school counselor. So I've been a school counselor in the schools over here in California for the past, um, coming up on 19 years, believe it or not. And through that time, I decided that, um, you know, there's many different, as as far as being a counselor, there's many different uh, ways that you can approach your counseling. And I decided early on that everything I decided to do with the families and with the kids needed to be for a purpose. I didn't want to just dig into problems and allow people to reminisce so much on their problems that they just stop there. Because I feel like then we're just talking about everything that's wrong and digging into it and never being future focused. And so I ran across solution-focused brief therapy. And when I did, right away, I knew that it rang true to what I wanted to do with my clients. And solution-focused brief therapy is a type of therapy that helps people to identify the actual thing that they're working through and then move from problem talk over to what's called solution talk. And solution talk is basically finding out what is your best hopes for your future. And uh, asking the person it out of our conversation or out of our meeting here or whatever, you know, therapeutic purposes, it would be out of our, you know, session today. um, What is your best hope that you'd like to get out of it? So in a sense, you're bringing someone to uh, be forced to allow their mind to begin with the end in mind. And when we begin with the end in mind, it does something in our brain where it unlocks a whole different level of potential because we're not uh, we're not squashing our our full brain power i guess you could say our brain wants to go there but it's actually squashing it by not opening that up so i began to use solution focused brief therapy i decided to i began to get um, you know certified in it that led to me beginning to do coaching outside of counseling which led to um right around that time, me beginning a podcast to help parents and to help families to be able to be more solution focused in their life, be able to have more of a solution focused mindset. So I moved from therapy over to having a mindset that's focused on the things that are the most helpful in our life. And it's just been an amazing journey. And then I got into writing, like we've talked about, and wrote my my writing book uh, that's just geared around helping people with hope. So your book is called 30 Days to Higher Hopes, and it's for solution-focused journaling. 
Thank you. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. Like writing that first book, that is like a massive accomplishment. And I can't even imagine how many things you had to learn to make that goal come to life. So I'm very, very excited for you. Um, But like the idea of hope, like it is such a big concept, but when you were just talking about hope, like what is your hope for um, the best outcome? It really helped give me um, a more manageable mindset on the word hope, because I think I think about hopes and dreams and they're really big. And I think the whole idea of hope is so big. The idea of feeling hopeless is also so overwhelming. So, you know, there's such big, um, you know, like such a big variation, such a big difference between hope and that feeling of hopeless or hopelessness. And I, I really was like, Ooh, um, a journal about higher hopes that that feels almost intimidating to me. So tell (laughs) us how you think about hope and, um, how that led you to help to create this journal. Yeah, I think that um, hope has been something that you hear a lot about. And some people underestimate it like, oh, hopes are just like a, dr- a dream or a wish. You know, it's a it's an untangible thing. What? Why are you doing that? It's not tangible. Then there's other people that have attached it to even religions and things like that. You know, like I, I feel like some religions have used the word hope to uh, explain like, do you have a hope of heaven? You know, but when you really think of the word hope in and of itself, we can use that in almost every facet of our life. We can say, I have, uh, I'm hoping that I can be healthier this year. I can eat healthier. I'm hoping I can get three journals, three of my, um, you know, scrapbooks done that I haven't gotten done. I, I hope that I'm doing this or that. But when we really think about it, there's something that happens within us when we truly are wanting to accomplish it. So, but hope on a a different type of scale isn't actually as big as we think because it's something that happens within us. It's the difference between us taking action and not taking action on something depends on whether we really believe that it can happen. Hope is very similar to belief. It does help us to say, what is my best hopes in this situation? That's a really good way of bringing it down to a bite size. But, um, but I don't know. I mean, I think that higher hopes is something we all kind of wish that we had, but we just don't really know how to get it. But they, and people don't realize that you can learn it. They think I either have it or I don't, it's just hopeless or, but it really isn't. And that's why I wrote the book because we can teach ourselves to find hope. And maybe it's not on the grander scale of a whole, whole life, but it can say, well, what about this project? I'm going to choose to have hope and finishing this project and have my, and put my energy into it in such a way where I'm going to get excited about it. Mm -hmm. I really like that you're breaking it down and taking it into something that feels possible. And I think that's one of the things that hope does for us. If it, it makes us feel like that thing is possible, like that's what you're saying. Right. And I, I really feel that feeling of possibility, that feeling of hope allows us to do so many things. It, you know, a person would never get up and get on a treadmill or go for a run or go and work out if they felt like that didn't do something for them. If they didn't have hope that was going to make their life, their outcome, like their fitness, their everything just a little bit better. Right. And that, yeah. that feeling that we're chasing, um, 
Oh, like I, this is, this is feels so good. I'm so glad we're talking about this right now. I, I talk about a story and speaking of stories in, in my journal, um, that kind of makes me realize what is kind of what we talked about. It, it's all just about taking one step forward. It's not about taking all the steps all at once. And I think when we get caught up in overwhelm, it's because we think of the things as so giant and big and heavy that we get paralyzed in our own thoughts. And I remember there was a time in my life where unbeknownst to me, I was just going on the treadmill of life, doing what I felt like I had to do. But there was so many heavy things happening in my life right at that moment that I didn't feel very much hope. I was just going through the next steps. And, um, and I just remember one day I drove into work. I had a job that was working me so many hours and I was so burdened by this particular counseling assignment that I had. And I just sat in the parking lot of the, I couldn't even walk in. I couldn't even walk into the building. I was just sitting there thinking, I don't think I can do this today. And it was more than just, oh, I need a mental health day. It was a heaviness of what, 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 what am I doing this? I don't have, and that was the feeling of the hope just kind of gone. Like I couldn't really focus on something that was even on the other side of that, the doors. And I remember just laying my head down on the steering wheel and just thinking, it's not going to happen. And I sat there, I prayed, I, I focused, I, I tried. And all of a sudden something popped in my mind, not something new. I'm sure I had read it a million times. You don't have to do everything. You just have to do the next right choice, Mm -hmm. just the next right choice. And I thought I sat up and I, and I actually said in my car, I can do the next right choice. The next right choice is just to walk inside, just get a cup of coffee, just sit at my desk. Now the next right choice is let's see if a student needs some help. Let's see if, and, and I just began to take it all the way back to saying, I'm going to, I'm just going to know that the next right choice is what I need to do. And as I did the next right choice, my eye would open up to the next thing I needed to do. And that in essence is how we build hope. In essence, we take, we just take our little steps forward. Now, that was before I started training a solution focus, because then I had to realize in that moment, wait a minute, this job is overwhelming me. What's the first thing I would do if I was to get out of this? If I was to move to a different place, what's the first thing I would do? Well, what do I, and then I got trained and all the stuff I just told you happened after that moment, because I needed to just have a moment of saying, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm not purposely taking steps forward. I'm just moving (laughs) in a direction, you know? And so, um, I think that hope has so much to do with that. And that's why solution focused, uh, mindset work is geared around the very, very first component of what is your best hopes. And then just take one step towards that, not a million, just one, and then celebrate that step. And you feel something totally different come over you when you do that. I really felt that because I think every person at some point has felt like they're just going through their days. Like there's nothing like every day kind of can feel the same, right? Like we reach a certain point in our life and we just like, you get up, you eat, you go to work, you 
come home, you make supper, you watch TV, you go to bed. And it just feels like there is nothing there's nothing driving you forward really. Right. And I think that this really helps to change that mindset, to give you a purpose and to help you like find that hope. Can you tell us in your journal, you talk about on the way to higher hopes in your journal, you talk about a GPS uh, system. I found, like I said, the solution focused brief therapy, it's so therapeutic, right? And I wanted to make it super duper simple for anyone to be able to have a solution focused mindset. So actually I've been using what I call the GPS life system for a while. And this is the first journal that I actually published with this. So I'm so excited to really explore it with you. And, um, and basically GPS stands for first, it will obviously GPS in a car helps us get where we want to go. So it's a really neat acronym for us to think, wait a minute. I am the GPS of my life here. There is no one holding the steering wheel in a sense of just the actual steps forward, but me, you know? And so that I need to kind of empower, I I have that empowerment, so I need to use it. So that's why I chose the GPS of the acronym. G stands for gather. And that would be the, the gathering of information without judgment. And the P stands for plan with a purpose. And the S stands for soar into the future. And when we break that down, G, for the gather, um, it's so important that we allow ourselves to gather information about what's happening in the moment without judgment. Because if we, if it's just a natural thing for our mind to start beating ourselves up for some certain area of our life where we're at. Let's just take scrapbooking, for instance. You know, I mean, if you have a scrapbook that you have been putting aside and wanting to do, and it's actually about, like we all do, right? It's actually about, um, you know, a vacation that you had before the pandemic (laughs) or something, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that far, that, that might be even really drastic, but it could happen, you know, or wait, my child is three and I haven't done their one year scrapbook that I wanted to do. Right. So, so many of us, we, we, we acknowledge that. And then we beat ourselves up rather than gathering information about that in a very non-judgmental way. And it's so important that we, we do take a minute to acknowledge, have enough um, compassion on ourselves to say, uh, not to dig and give ourselves excuses, but just to say, okay, what's been going on? What's been happening that's different? What this is where I'm at right now. And I'm going to gather some information about that without judging myself. And then we don't just sit there. We move to the next space. As soon as we've done that, we move to the next space of planning. And the planning is also not meant to be scary or heavy or stop us in our our tracks. It's a place where we can say, all right, like I said, If my best hope is to be able to complete these things that are on my mind, that are completely dragging me down because I'm beating myself up. If I was to get that done, what would it look like? What do I need to add to my life? What do I need to take out of my life? What type of, and then sometimes then in my writing book, this is the portion that's the biggest because of what you had said earlier, that when we really tap into journaling, sometimes we'll we'll be on a roll our mind will all of a sudden be, um, have this spark. And it's like, whoa, I got a really great idea. 
write it, write it, write it, write it. Because when we write things down, we're far more likely to remember because sometimes we have a spark of a memory and then we go get our groceries and we're like, what was that full idea I had? You know, um, write it down. Even if you can't do the full scrapbooking page or whatever it is that you're doing, write, jot a few things, notes down about it saying, and this is the reason I want to do it. And this is the story that it reminded me of. And as you do that, that's all planning. That's all planning. It's not putting some big goal out there that you might, you know, drop. It's saying, I'm going to plan with purpose. My purpose is I really would love to be more productive with this, even though I've had some challenges. So what can I do to make that happen? Um, in my journal, I have what's called a hope scale at the very beginning of you have like four pages for a period of two weeks where you plan with purpose. Now, it certainly doesn't mean that you can't do this, what we're talking about every day in your life. I mean, it can take a car ride to, um, you know, wherever you're going and you can go through, all right, I got to gather my thoughts about this. I got to plan and then I'm going to soar into action as soon as I get there. Um, yep. In the journal, I have the, um, the hope scale and the hope scale starts your day off with a really just quick jotting down. Where am I at today? Where's my hope on this next thing that I want to be doing? Many people, what I do, at least especially in my groups, when I'm doing family coaching is we'll have an actual reason, you know, so maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's, I really need to work on our morning schedule because it's been falling apart, or I need to work on my child's a specific behavior that they're displaying or, um, or our eating habits or, you know, so you could say, what's my hope in blank, or you could just say a general scale. Where's my hope today? Where's my, is my hopeful mindset out of three? No judgment. Why is it that way? So the next question I put in there, I rate myself, my hopeful mindset at a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or 10, because, and then you just jot down some reasons. There's, there's some reasons there, but then we move on to the next step. And that is for us to acknowledge what our intention is. And that is so important because, and I'm going to talk about soaring in a minute, but in order for us to soar into action in the right direction, we don't want to just have a plan. We want to have, a, we want to know what our intention is behind it because we can um, say that we want to spend a lot more time in our, um, you know, going through our pictures and our memories to be able to plan a journal, let's say, or, or a, a, to plan something you want to get ready for Christmas coming up way too soon. <laughs> but what is your intention? Your intention is to bring joy into somebody's life or to capture precious moments that you don't want to miss or to, um, what is that's the intention. The intention isn't what you're creating. The intention is the feeling that it's going to make, or the, the, the product is going to create a certain, um, whatever that is. Now I know for, uh, when it comes to creating things and stories, like you said, mm -hmm. I believe that when we're storytelling, we should start actually more or less thinking, what is the actual thing that I want my reader, the person when they open up this book to get out of this. And I'm sure you guys have talked about this. What's a, is this a soft and, and romantic feeling? Is it a caring feeling? Is it excited? You know, do I want them to feel excited? Do I want them to feel like, oh, I can't believe that happened. You kind of want to have that in mind first before you launch forward, because it's going to change the colors you choose. It's going to change the shapes you choose. It's going to change the wording that you use everything, right? So it's the same way with our life. What is my intention? My intention isn't just to go outside. My intention is because I want to, and I want to enjoy nature. 
I want to be a part of nature. And so then you, the next part is we're planning with purpose and we're writing about that with our intention in our mind. And that's when hopefully we do get on a roll and we're like, oh, and then this would happen and that would happen. And I wonder what my daughter, and then you're just letting it flow out of your mind and you maybe highlight the gems like, oh, that was a great idea that popped up. I got to highlight that to go back to it. And that's the planning phase. But then we need the next step, right? We need to soar because you and I have probably both and all of you all listening have gotten stuck in a loop of gathering information and, and planning and you forget that action actually is important too. You actually have to do something. <laughs> no, that's never happened to me, Cher. <laughs> it's like, this happens when we get on social media, let's get frank. Or when we like are on YouTube, like when if I just watch two more YouTubes about this, then I'm going to do this thing that I really wanted to do. You know? right. But you know, we listen to our podcast, listen, check, and then we soar into action and it feels amazing, you know, and it doesn't matter if we're perfect. It doesn't matter if it turns out great because we've got to just do it. And then once we do it, we can feel what that feels like. And maybe then we regroup to gathering some information and some new planning, and then we soar forward again. And so that is the way that this 30 day journal ends is to talk a little bit about the story I just shared with you guys, actually, and then a valuation again, where your um, hopes are a, a little bit deeper evaluation on how you're actually leading your life with hope. And then you write hopeful notes to yourself. Affir- just love on yourself, you know, give yourself the hugs that you need and say, I'm going to be right here beside you every step of the way. And we are going to walk forward today and we are going to soar. And that's basically in a nutshell, what the GPS life system is all about. It's about practicing that in our life deliberately. And we're not going to get into all the solution focused brief therapy, but that basically follows what you would do if you were in a solution focused uh, session coaching, or whether you were uh, getting uh, therapy in that form is they would have that type of, I guess, feeling and to be able to move someone to an authentic place of action. So Mm -hmm. I really like how through the book, right. With each section, because you have the gather section, you have the plan with purpose and you have the soar. Um, I like with each one, you've kind of explained it. I I really feel like in the beginning with the gather, you're, you're doing more of the explanation because you're really teaching us how to do that. But once you kind of get into the planning, like you've given us a lot of space in the journal to really go out and experience this part on your own. Like you've given us the basics, you taught us how to do it, but you kind of given us room to go in and do it. But, and then you also have provided some journal prompts. So throughout the book, you have a little QR code that you can scan and then you can get onto the emails to get the actual, um, some prompts. And I know that for myself, when I scrapbook, having a prompt can really help me unlock a certain story. And sometimes looking at a planner page that I'm like, uh, that's a big empty blank page. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to say. Yeah. And so being able to have those prompts that you've also provided, um, are super helpful to, to get into the right, 
Um, the frame of mind, right? Yeah, that yeah, frame of mind. Know, so it just it gets you started. You just sometimes need that little push to get I, things I started. I really struggle. I, I struggled a bit with this because this is something that, as you know, because you and I speak fairly frequently, that um, that I needed to regroup and really put this together. Some The simplest of things take a lot of work when you're doing it for a purpose because I really wanted this to be a purposeful writing experience. But I also don't want to hand people, if someone is having an amazing thought, I don't want them to ignore that thought and then have to follow the prompt, you know? Mm -hmm. So what I did was, it's actually not even an email list. What it is, is if someone wants to, they can literally download 35 different journal prompts. So that way they have, and it's actually in like weeks. So it's like uh, 35 uh, uh, it's different sections. And then what people can do is if they are stuck, don't let yourself be stuck. Go to the journal prompts and pick one. You know, mm-hmm. some people are very, very analytical and they have told me that they download that journal prompt and then they check each one off to make sure they literally do each one. And that's fine. Other people are just, they use it more like I'm saying where it's like, ah, total brain uh, fog today. I'm just going to choose one of her journal prompts. And then right. other people say, you know what, I, I copied it off. But when I got going and I got to thinking about my intentions, you know, and that would be the hope is that you would start to spark and listen to your own self. You know, honestly, it's amazing when we begin to be the GPS of our own life. When we begin mm-hmm. to actually do that, then we listen to that next step that we're being kind of like that whisper of a voice. It says, move in that direction. And rather than second guessing it, and going to a template, you know, like we would if we're just doing a very simple uh, scrapbook, we lean into our own creativity, our own voice, our own, and that is more authentic. So, um, and that's why I left the prompts aside because I want people to actually be able to scan the code, get the 35 journal prompts, they can set it and they can do it anytime, but I don't want that to be right here. So it's, it, it messes up their creativity. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually what we do um, with uh, it, in the scrap happy membership. We do challenges called load layout a day where we scrapbook every day for a month. And the goal is to scrapbook a layout a day, but we also provide prompts. We provide a story prompt. We provide a technique prompt. But people are very willing and able to go off prompt. You don't have to use the prompts. And right. I love that part about it because sometimes you just have your own thing. Like you, you know what you want to do and it still lets you kind of be part of the action and participate in the challenge. And I really think that having that chance to sometimes where you need that little bit of help and you have a prompt, like what you've given with the journal prompts. And sometimes it's like, you know, I'm off on my own having both of that and what the way you've presented that within your book has been really good. It really lets this be a guided journal, but also in a way, a self-guided journal. Yeah. I mean, my hope that someone would end of the 30 days or if it takes longer or shorter, that they would have this book so full that they really do feel like they're the author of it. They, they feel really personal about it. I know that I had a child come back with a journal that I had made a few years back. I was with junior hires. And so this was a few years back when I worked at a junior high and I had uh, somebody, it's so weird when this happens though, I'll tell you what, I had somebody that saw me, they were watching their little brother, thank goodness it wasn't their own child at our volleyball tournament. 
And she came up to me and she said, I still have that journal that we did in junior high. And that's not because they just stuck it aside. It's because when you really do write with intention, it's, it really works kind of, you tuck it away and you treasure it the same way that you do your scrapbooks, because it's a part of who you were in that moment. And it was a part of your personal growth. And then it becomes a part of your future as well, because you wrote out the things that you were intending to do and then did them. So it's a beautiful circle that um, I'm hoping, I mean, gosh, anybody who wants to can jump on my website, thefocusedmindset.com. I have a link there that you could go to Amazon or you can just hop over to Amazon and look me up, share Kretz or 30, 30 days to higher hopes. And I'd love for people to get it and interact with you. Let me know how it work, it, it goes for you. Because the thing is, is we're in this, we're in this journey of life together and it's not always easy. Well, it's just, you know, and we do come up roadblock on roadblocks in our life. And so it's for, it's important that we're real about it. And we just say, you know, sometimes we need a little boost of hope to get to the next place we need to go. And that's just the way it is. If you've been listening for, to this episode and you're like, wow, this sounds like really impactful. I wonder if that might work for me. Then I want you to think like maybe the next right choice for you is to go ahead and take that leap, get the book. It's, it's reasonable. It's very reasonably priced. It arrived for me like within two days of ordering it off Amazon. I live in Canada. I never expect anything to arrive quickly and, and it arrived so quickly. And I just, um, like going through the suggestions that you have, the focus on having those daily intentions and what do I really want out of my day? Even talking about like the intention of what do you want out of your scrapbooks? Like that, oh, like you were like ringing my bell with that yeah. one. Like it was just like, yes, yes, that is so much right. And I really think that when we know you know, what we really want out of it that helps us to move in that direction. I I really love it, Cher. So thank you so much for sharing your book with us, for sharing your thoughts with us today. I think it's so amazing what you do um, to be able to support people, to be able to spark their creativity, but on a deeper level, to be able to touch their own heart as they put down things that, they, that things that are basically from their memories, but it's in a totally a personal way. I just think it's beautiful. I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to just be a small part of what you guys are doing here. Tell us again, your website and the name of your podcast so that people can go and look that up and listen over there next. So my podcast is parenting with the focused mindset or interchangeably. Sometimes I'll just call it the focused mindset podcast. It's not only for parents, it's for anyone who wants to be able to encourage, to be encouraged on how they might be more solution focused in with it, with their family and with their life. And uh, every single week I put out episodes about that. I'd love to have you there. And also the, like my website, thefocusedmindset.com. I'm constantly putting out different stuff over there that you can do right now. I have in for the next, at least the next month, I have a button, the very first button you could actually get immediately without even waiting the two days for Amazon. <laughs> you can get a couple of the journal pages to get you going, including one of my scales. So you can give yourself a little uh, scale on how your hope is uh, at this very current moment. 
So I'd love for you to jump over, click that blue button, and you'll get that right to you. And then Amazon, I mean, gosh, you know, since since we all know what Amazon is, you know, get on there. Look for my name, Cher Kretz, it's C-H-E-R-K-R-E-T-Z, or just type in 30 Days to Higher Hopes, and bam, you're going to see it. it's a big yellow book with an arrow pointing straight up. You can't miss it. <laughs> And I really liked the theming of the arrows throughout the book. Like I, I, I paid attention to that. That was really good. <laughs> yeah. You've got to have the same mood all the way through, right? So <laughs> You set the tone of the book. Well, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Cher. I hope everyone checks out your podcast. Thanks for being here on the Scrap Happier podcast. You can find all of the links that are mentioned in today's episode at scraphappy.org slash episode 65. I hope that you'll check out Cher's book, 30 Days to Higher Hopes for Solution-Focused Journaling on Amazon. Next week, we'll be returning to our 10-episode series for episode number three of Putting Yourself into Your Scrapbooks. I'd love to know what you thought about this episode. You can send me a voice message just by visiting the show notes. You'll find the big orange button that says start recording and you can just leave a quick message. And don't worry, if you mess up, you can just start again. It's super easy to use. I hope that this podcast has made your day just a little bit happier, a little bit brighter, and maybe brought you some higher hopes. Until next time, happy scrapping! I know I mentioned the Scrap Happy membership once in a while, and I just wanted to give you a little sneak peek from behind the scenes. We recently had a class called Scrap School. We do this every month, and our instructor is Sarah Scraps. And she shared four different ways that we can use one mixed media supply. It was white acrylic paint, and she had some great tips for us. But one of the things she kind of showed just as an aside was the greatest way to make splatters on your page. If you've ever felt like your splatters were out of control, then you need to see this tip on how to get splatters onto your page and have them in control and just be totally perfect, like the right size droplets and everything. Um, I made a TikTok reel or an Instagram reel. I made an Instagram reel and I shared it and I'm probably going to throw it on my TikTok too. So either way, you can follow me. Just look for Alice Bowl on Instagram and I will have the link to the specific reel over in the show notes. So go click the show notes. You'll be able to see the reel it's really short because it's just an Instagram reel and hopefully it will make your splatter experiences way better just like it made mine. So there's a little sneak peek from behind the scenes of something that happens in our Scrap Happy membership. If you want to check out more of what we do in Scrap Happy, you can go and find that at scraphappy.org join. Okay, thanks so much. Bye.